Welcome to Make It Count, Living a Legacy Life, where we invest in what matters, people, and God. I'm Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of WelcomeHeart.com, which invites you to know and show the welcoming heart of God. We all long for a life that matters, to give ourselves away for the next generation, to invest in things that will outlive us, and as my pastor said recently, to age intentionally and strategically. No matter what age we are, we are all growing older. There's no stopping that train. We want to grow something besides old. Thank you for joining me today at Make It Count, Living a Legacy Life. We are officially in the season of joy. Did you know that joy is meant for everyone? Not just Americans, not just Christians, not just the extroverts, not just those rock and roll Pentecostals who know how to be joyful. Joy is for all of us. Joy to the world, the angel said. Luke 2.10, an angel announced to grungy shepherds trying to stay warm next to woolly and smelly sheep, don't be afraid. I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everybody worldwide. A Savior has just been born in David's town, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Good news of great joy that shall be for all people. Have you thought of it that way? The angel proclaimed gospel joy, and it's for everyone. It's the best news anyone could hear. It started that cold, clear night with the shepherds, and it's meant for the whole world. Luke 2.10 is a hospitality verse because it proclaims God's intent, his welcoming heart. Good news of great joy, that shall be for all people. We hear that good news, we enter his joy, and then we pass it on to another by inviting them to our table. And we don't pick and choose who hears God's joy. It may be someone you would never expect to accept God's salvation invitation. That's not our business to know. It's our business to serve up the good news on a platter, along with our bagels and cream cheese. And we'll have joy too. It's how it works. One joy for another. Think of someone right now you know would never listen to gospel joy, the person furthest from ever accepting Christ as Redeemer and Lord. Uncle Harry, who swears and drinks like a sailor, Aunt Joe, who loves her religion of tolerating all things and all ways to God. Cousin Jack, who spends all his time fulfilling his bucket list. Neighbor Heidi, who keeps her lawn trimmed and her dog groomed. Not a visual care in the world. Think of that one and start praying. Pray he or she will know God made that announcement for them. Pray they will keep seeking until she is found. Pray he will recognize how desperate he is. And while you pray, invite them for coffee. We host the world and let God bring himself good news of great joy. Not just at Christmas. Not just the usual suspects. Joy to the world. Now what does a joy-filled woman look like? A joyful woman knows she's intended for joy. I love that word intended as if I'm your intended. It sounds so secure and loving and old-fashioned. You and I are God's intended, as well as the woman across the street and the man around the corner. God meant joy for everyone. 
a joy-filled woman knows where to go for help. Another reason the main angel got in their faces of the shepherds is that they knew they needed saving. Humble, poor, desperate. When news came of a Savior, they were ready. They knew they needed help. Our neediness brings us to God, and that's a good thing. It's a joyful thing. We may not feel like it is when we're feeling needy, but when we know we can jump up on God's lap and reach out for help this whole holiday, rushed, stressful season, that shows how much we are loved and that we are His intended. Joy is meant for everyone, but it comes best and most when we know how much we need saving. I'm desperate. Do I live like I am? My self-sufficiency gets in the way of God, of intimacy, of joy. Joe Stowell wrote, Self-sufficiency is life's greatest barricade to intimacy with God. Neediness primes our pump for joy. To be joyful, we need to pray for a constant awareness of our neediness. Next, joy isn't supposed to depend on our circumstances. But you know good and well when you're not good and well. Joy is forgotten like a lost white sock in a mountain of laundry. We just can't find it anymore and we don't know how it happened. A joy-filled woman doesn't depend on circumstances or people for her joy. Yet you know we do. A while back, after studying joy all morning for a Bible study, I was in the local dollar store looking for some Advil, and I came across a great joy mug sitting all by itself on the shelf. There was only one left, so I knew God had left it for me, and I picked it right up. My shopping is guided by the only one left principle. God saves things for me, and I know when he does, when there's only one left, I'm really supposed to buy it. Shopping is a spiritual thing for me, as all things, and I don't take myself too seriously. I do take some shopping seriously. Let me tell you what happened next in this dollar store. I got in line with my Advil and my Save For Me Joy mug, and while waiting, a lady a couple people back called out, Can we get another checker in here? A new checker arrived promptly, but then that same lady who had called out marched right up in front of me and the gal behind me. Ready to concede, we raised our eyebrows, we pursed our lips, but we kept our mouths shut. But the checker called her out and me in. I meekly went ahead and I bought my Advil and my mug. At that point, I needed water for that mug to take that Advil. Then this same lady called out loud and clear, If you wanted to go next, you should call your own checker. I want you to imagine that my eyebrows stuck in a raised position and my lips, amazingly, were clamped shut. A thousand words parked on all of our tongues. A few moments later, as I was backing out of my parking space, she looked over at me and she exclaimed, You are so rude. Now, I can be rude, I'm so sorry to say, but I wasn't rude this time. My mouth just hung open as she added, You didn't call for the checker. Can you imagine? Ever the teacher, I replied gently and meekly, totally out of character, that gentle and meek thing. I said, Well, 
that's how it works. The next person in line goes to the next checker. I mean, hadn't she ever been in Kohl's or Vaughn's? That's what happens. She cut me off. You knew I was in a hurry. And I replied, I didn't hear you say that. Then the bombshell, she said, my husband is so sick. Ah, so that was it. Eyes ever widening, I called to her, I'm sorry your husband is sick. And I drove off. I think she remembered her good breeding and called out after me, I hope you have a nice day. I burst into tears. I cried all the way to pick up my daughter from school. I looked over at my dollar store bag and I saw the joy mug peeking out. My friend Jean told me later that I should have handed her the mug. Here, lady, you need this more than I do. What she really needed was the peace and joy of God, didn't she? As I was bawling down Broad Street, I thought, where did my joy go? I realized it hadn't gone anywhere. I was blindsided by a woman who was in a much worse state than I am. I prayed for her and her husband even while bawling down broad. I still had joy because I had asked God to fill me with his spirit, not knowing I was going to be attacked in the Vaughn Shopping Center parking lot. We never know what's ahead of us, do we? We think we do, but we don't. Here's the point. There is a world of hurt out there, even in December, maybe especially in December. And anybody without God is in a far worse condition than we are. How full is your joy mug today? We need a moment-by-moment filling just in case. Romans 13.5, we read, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Whether we need Advil or not, may we be so filled with God's joy and peace in believing that when we get shoved or jostled or even hurt, he spills over to heal and love whoever he puts in our path or behind us in line. Being willing to laugh at myself helps me get through the day too. A college girl I met in TJ Maxx just texted me. Hi, Sue. It's Valerie here. We met at TJ Maxx a couple months ago. It just so happens I'm in a family psychology class in which I was assigned to interview an elderly person. I instantly thought of you. So could we meet for coffee this week and chat? Ha! Well, this is who she thought of, an elderly elderly woman. Me! At this point, you either laugh or you cry. I almost said I could invite my friend Annadale because she's 93, if she liked, or Marion, she's 84. But I decided to embrace my age and make coffee. As my wiser, funnier, younger friend Elizabeth Spencer said, don't begrudge growing older, for many are denied that privilege. There you go. If too many bad things are happening around you, you can always laugh at yourself or at me. I've got lots of material. A joy-filled woman does not take herself too seriously. God bless you and your loved ones as we celebrate the Christ child and rejoice in his coming again. Go to the show notes and find a bookmark listing 10 facts of a joy-filled woman. Print one off for yourself 
and maybe put a few in your favorite books and a few stockings. Merry Christmas. Joy to the world, especially your world. Until next time, think about your legacy, the one God has called you to live, all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian Women's event. See my keynotes and retreat series, as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here.